Hey there, reader. It's Miss Morales, and we're going to be picking up The Law Robot on Chapter 59, The Spring. Dripping water, flowing water, splashing water. Winter's blanket of snow and ice was finally beginning to melt. White was fading away to expose the grays and browns that had been hidden beneath. Little green buds were appearing all over. <clears throat> Crowds of bright flowers were rising up from the dirt, and soon the island would be bursting with rich scents and colors. At long last, it was spring. The lodgers returned to their own homes. The hibernators emerged from their secret places. Roz roamed across the island and checked in with the beavers and the bears and all the friends she'd missed. Then the robot went home to work in her garden. After the bitterest winter anyone could recall, life was slowly returning to normal. However, it was a quiet spring. There were fewer insects buzzing, fewer birds singing, fewer rodents rustling. Many creatures had frozen to death over the winter, and as the last of the snow melted away, their corpses were slowly revealed. The wilderness really can be ugly sometimes, but from that ugliness came beauty. You see those poor dead creatures return to the earth. Their bodies nourish the soil and they helped to create the most dazzling spring bloom the island had ever known. Chapter 60, The Fish. Help, help! He's got my tail. Paddler was splashing and screaming in the pond. Mr. and Mrs. Beaver were nowhere to be seen. So Roz picked up a fallen tree branch and stomped into the shallows. Grab onto this, she said as she reached out into with the branch. Paddler grabbed it with his big teeth and the robot lifted him up out of the water. And there, hanging from the Young beaver's tail was Rockmouth, the grumpy old pike. And one quick movement, Roz pulled in the branch and gripped the fish with her two hands. Paddler flopped into the water where his parents suddenly appeared. With, what is wrong with you, Rockmouth? Mrs. Beaver dragged her son away. You've always been a nuisance, but this time you've gone too far. Do us all a favor, Roz, and toss him to the vultures. I cannot do that, said the robot, but I might be able to help. Roz placed Rockmouth in a deep puddle near the pond where he, could, he couldn't swim away. Then she waited for the fish to explain himself. Fish aren't very talkative, especially grumpy fish like Rockmouth. But eventually he opened up to the robot, and before long she was waving for the beavers to join them. Rockmouth used to live in the river, said Ross. The beavers shuffled over, but you trapped him here when you built your dam. He has been angry about it ever since. That doesn't give him the right to attack my son, hollered Mr. Beaver. It most certainly does not, hollered Mrs. Beaver. I'd be upset too, said Paddler softly. I'd hate to be kept away from my home. Mr. Rockmouth, you should have said something sooner. The fish looked up from the puddle with a frustrated expression that meant, I tried, but no one was listening. Well, 
the situation had to be remedied. And you can guess who rose to the occasion. Ross was determined to get Rockmouth back to his home. After she explored the nearby waterways, it became clear that she would have to carry the pike through the forest and across the great meadow to the nearest bend in the river. I need a large container, said Ross to the beavers, something I can fill with water so Rockmouth can breathe while I carry him home. I should make it myself, but I thought you might like to help. It couldn't have been easy to overcome her anger with Rockmouth, but after Mrs. Beaver had a chance to cool off, she finally came around. I suppose we're partly to blame for this whole situation, she muttered. Then the beavers did the right thing, and together they carved out a wooden barrel for the fish. Here you go. Mrs. Beaver rolled the barrel over to the puddle where the robot and the fish were waiting. This should work nicely. Rockmouth, I hope you're happy back in the river. Rockmouth was fl just flicked his tail in a way that meant, will someone please make take me home now? Roz filled the barrel with water and a grumpy fish, and then they were off. She carried Rockmouth through the forest and across the meadow until she was standing on the riverbank. Welcome home, said the robot. Then she tipped the barrel and the fish plunked into the river. Rockmouth's face poked above the surface. He flashed a big toothy grin, and then he quickly swam away. Huh. It's very interesting. It kind of makes me wonder why the author included that in the story, that whole exchange there, except maybe he's trying to tell us something about like understanding other people's point of view. Like Beaver, although was very upset for a good reason, had to, the Beavers had to admit their part in the situation. And sometimes that happens that there's some fault or blame on both sides, but we don't see that. We only see what the other is doing wrong. Chapter 61, The Robot Stories. The story of how Roz helped Rockmouth spread through the river and across the island, and it was soon followed by other robot stories. There were stories of Roz growing gardens in dry, barren places. There were stories of Roz nursing sick animals back to health. There were stories of Roz creating ropes and wheels and tools for helping her friends. But most of the new stories were about the robot's wildness. You see, Ross had noticed that the wilder she acted, the more the animals liked her. And so she barked with foxes and sang with birds and hissed with snakes. She romped with weasels and sunbathed with lizards. She leapt with deer. That spring was a very wild time for our robot. Huh. That's interesting that Roz keeps trying to adapt to her situation by being more like the animals. But it makes me wonder if she's going to be able to keep that up. Does she like doing that? Anyway, chapter 62, The Return. It was a quiet afternoon on the pond, but the quiet was gradually being overtaken by sounds not heard around there for many months. The sounds grew louder and louder, and then a flock of geese appeared above the trees. Honk, honk, honk. Most flocks of geese move lazily through the sky and trail off in wobbly lines. But not this one. This flock was fast. 
It flew in a perfect V formation, and it was led by a small, graceful goose. The flock flew once around the pond before gliding down and gently splashing into the water. The geese gathered in a tight group in the middle of the pond. They floated there for a while, softly honking to one another. And then the leader broke away from the others. He swam straight toward the nest, waddled into the garden, and fluttered up to the mother's shoulder. Welcome home, son, said Roz. And it's good to be back, Ma, said Bright Bill. Oh, I was wondering when that was going to happen. I'm so excited they're back together and that Roz survived the winter and Bright Bill is back with his mama. Chapter 63, The Journey. After months of separation, Roz and Bright Bill, mother and son, were together again. And they had so much catching up to do. They went into the nest and the robot built a fire. Then the goose gazed into the flames and told the story of his winter. This is what he said. We spent the whole first day of our migration flying over the ocean. It seemed like the ocean would go on forever. But just when the flock was getting tired, Longneck pointed to some tiny islands in the horizon. We flew down to one of the islands and ate dune grass and rested our wings. After a few days of hoping of hopping from island to island, we reached the mainland and continued over fields and forests, and then the snow began to fall. I'd never seen snow before, and the, at first I thought it was beautiful, but it just kept coming. The others explained that the snow was early, that we were never supposed to see it, but there it was, piling up around us as we tried to sleep at night. Longneck worried that the weakest geese wouldn't survive, and he was right. We lost old Whitefoot, Whitefoot to that very first snowstorm. Okay, reader, we're going to stop here, and we're going to pick up back on this chapter in the next reading.